live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's get this party started, huh? Hey there. Thank you for joining us on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and every week I get together with Sean to talk to you about getting you ready for retirement. Now, a lot of this is financially based, but we're going to take every angle we can. So welcome back to the show, Sean. How's it going? It's going really well. I'm happy to be back. How are you doing? I am doing well. However, a lot of people are not doing well, especially with their marriage, especially later in life. That's the first thing I want to talk about today is the gray divorce trend. It's just a fancy way to spell out that uh, the divorce rate for couples over 65 since the 1990s, their divorce rate has tripled. So what's up with that? Yeah, that's crazy to even read that, that it's tripling. It can come down to various things, right? Everybody's in a different situation and all of that. It's kind of more acceptable nowadays to get a divorce. I know the the previous generation before the baby boomers, I mean, it, basically no one would ever get a divorce. So it's a little bit more acceptable. But as you know, when it comes to divorce, usually I would say the number one topic of why someone's getting a divorce is it usually comes down to fighting about finances. Uh, it puts a lot of stress on folks, but there's various reasons when you're talking about that. It could be infidelity, but usually it starts with finances. You're right. There, There's not as much of a cultural stigma, but also I think a, a big part of that is people are just living longer, period. And divorce rates above 65, who would get divorced above 65 if you didn't make it to 65? So, I mean, this is kind of a good problem to have. You know, and when you whenever you stretch it out, you know, you get married at 18. What are you supposed to be happily married for the next 50 straight years? That's asking a lot. Yeah, let's hope you're not getting married at 18 anymore. That, that's crazy. I don't know how any 18 year old can make a decision they want to be with. Somebody. My mom did. And she's still that with my crazy. dad. I know that, that seems just like a the, yeah a miracle in today's standards. But, yeah. you know, some adults in their 50s and 60s have entered that phase where they said that we're not getting along very well, but we'll just stay together for the kids. And then when the kids yeah. grow up and move out, well, what are we staying together for now? Nothing. I mean, it's true. I, I, I've seen it with uh, one of my one of my friend's parents. They weren't quite 65 when they got the divorce, but, you know, they were definitely in their uh, approaching 60. And uh, yeah, you get to a point where your kids are grown up, your kids are out of the house. Maybe you're spending a little bit more time in a sense or focusing a little bit more, you know, you're around each other a little bit more at that point. And, uh, you know, the thing is about when you're in these relationships and that and you're married, you're, you're trying to grow together. You know, things are always changing and sometimes you're just not growing together anymore. And life is short. And if you're not happy and people aren't willing to make certain changes, especially when you're 65, there's not a lot of people at 65 that are, are changing who they are. Uh, you know, you just say, I, I could live another potentially 30 years still. Do I want to live the next 30 years unhappy or do I want to, you know, kind of start a new chapter? Well, I don't want to name any names, but my mom has a friend and she's in her 60s and her husband's in her 60s and they just got a divorce because the husband was cheating. Oh, man, I didn't know people were still up to shenanigans like that in their 60s. But not only were we living longer, but, you know, I guess 60s is the new 30s or something. 
Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, you're in your 60s and you're you're out there looking for uh, a new potential new hookup. Well, she blamed yeah. two things. Uh, she blamed number one, social media, and number two, the little blue pill. Okay. All right. She said yeah. without that, there probably wouldn't have been any cheating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> God bless science, I guess. But uh, it's a tough topic. And what happens is. When those folks that are, you know, age 65 or so and they're getting a divorce and it, depending on which uh, class you're in, right, those those folks that maybe are higher, you know, wealthier, it, it's not really going to necessarily impact the both of them as much. You know, you got money, you split it, you both are happy, you go your separate ways for those folks that are struggling, barely making ends meet. Uh, probably not going to make a huge difference because you're struggling anyway. But really, where those people are getting most affected are the middle class folks. And your standard of living, you know, is dropping pretty significantly when you're getting a divorce at that point. And from what research has found, women are experiencing the, the biggest decline when it comes to their standard of living, basically uh, about a 45% decline in standard of living compared to about 21% when it comes to men when you get a divorce that late. Ooh, so yeah, that, that's what you see as a financial advisor. You know, when you split these assets, the women are the one who are usually left holding the bag. Once again, how much does that come up on this show? Yeah, and the thing is, maybe they didn't work while they're raising the kids, or they worked part time, and now they're getting a divorce later in life. And it's, you know, it's going to be hard to find, you know, a job or a full time job at that point when you're 65 and you really have been out of the workforce. Where maybe some of those men have been working this whole time, maybe they're still working, so they still have time to to continue to accumulate more assets. Uh, so yeah, definitely puts more of a burden it seems on women. All right, so. Talk about some of the ways people can get help from you, Sean. They come to your firm. They say, uh, look, I, I have some financial situations going on. Some of this may or may not be uh, swirling around the divorce. But uh, how do you help them? How do, how do they yeah. even get started? I mean, we have a client. She came in just like that. She sat down and she said, look, I, I want to be open with you. Uh, I'm looking to get a divorce. I don't know if financially I can afford to get a divorce what potentially will this look like? So, you know, we, we took a look at all of her assets, laid it laid it out. And look, you're taking a rough estimate, basically 50-50 for the most part. And then you're building a plan from there. It's an easy way to be able to at least come in and get a little clarity because uh, a lot of folks are scared to either pull the trigger on divorce because they don't know if they're going to be able to survive, you know, after divorce as far as financial uh, concerns go. So, uh, you know, you can call uh, 248-9 eight eight ninety six ninety six you can set up an appointment uh you can even come to one of our dinners we have these we have different dinner events uh in town in Livonia in Rochester Hills you can go on our website MuellerRetirementPlanning.com sign up for one of our dinner events that way you're starting to get some information from us you're, you're getting introduced to us in the way we approach investing in retirement planning you can go to our website again MuellerRetirementPlanning.com we go over a lot of these topics here on this radio show as well. I have a book called Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise, where we're going over some of these things. We're actually touching on uh, like social security, for instance, and uh, maybe you're divorced or widow, uh, you know, the different ways of claiming social security at that point. So we're, we like to give back. We like to inform all of our, our listeners out there and all the folks that come to our events. But basically, the best way is to come into the office, sit down, and we can really go over your situation and what you're looking to accomplish, and we can help put a real plan together. 
do you have to do a lot of Dr. Phil moments where you have a couple in there and uh, they bicker a lot and you have to sort of be a referee instead of a financial advisor for a few minutes? Yeah, you know, we've definitely had to do that. Uh, for the most part, folks keep it pretty pretty clean, right? They, they, they do get into a, a few little arguments, but it's usually nothing uh, too crazy. But yeah, at times you do have to be a little bit of a referee in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's all part of the job. We, we enjoy what we do and uh, we're here to help. Let's talk about the opposite situation. You're single and you're over 65, but you're thinking about getting remarried. Is there any financial concerns about that? Or is it like, hey, it'll probably work out. You're in love. No. Go ahead, kiddos. No, you definitely have to. This is one where you might want to sit down as well with with an attorney, maybe draw up a trust. You're later in life now, 65. Maybe you both have kids. You're you're kind of merging your families together. What do you want each of not only your retirements to look like, but what do you want your estate or beneficiaries to receive? Because again, some folks, they're getting married at that later age. Um, are they still going to want to split? Hey, 50-50, your kids get you know half of uh, what I have at the end of the day and, and vice versa. So definitely sitting down with an attorney could make more sense for you in that situation. And, and I, I see this all the time. A lot of folks really at that age aren't looking to get remarried. Uh, so they're usually dating for a while and that's fine. But if you are looking to get married, just take it one step at a time. Make sure you have the T's crossed, the I's dotted. You don't want to just jump into anything. Yeah. Well, I had a family friend. She was uh, almost 70 and she was thinking about getting remarried. And I, I pointed out to her, you know, you may be taking a, a cut on your social security check because she was drawing a spousal check from her ex-husband. Turned out she did a little research and she would get a pay cut. She ended up not marrying him. Yeah. Uh, I, had a family member do that very same thing. They were together for about 30 years and, and it really they, they didn't want to get married for because the, uh, his girlfriend, I guess you would call her that, even though they were together for a long time, didn't, was, was collecting on her, uh, ex-spouse's social security and, uh, didn't want to take that cut. So they just never got married. All right. Well, that's wild. Gray divorce. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen to you, but if you need some help navigating that or any other of these financial situations in retirement, that's what Sean does all week during the week. And he just shares it with you for free on the weekends. You can call him though. 248-988-9696. 248-988-9696. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy, and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right pack, text right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting right to 248-988-9696. That's right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. 
There's different tiers of money. You have your basic tier, your savings accounts. We're not really looking for that necessarily to make money. Other tiers, maybe a CD or a fixed annuity in there. You want to make sure you have other things in there offsetting the overall risk in your portfolio. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and Sean and I get together every week to talk to you about getting ready for retirement. And one of the things that uh, people like to ask about, because people love to worry. Have you noticed that, Sean? People love to find things to worry about. But this is, this is we want to point that concern in a good direction. Let's go ahead and worry about the biggest things that could knock you off track in retirement. Not everything, not the little minutiae, not things that you shouldn't worry about. We're going to talk about the biggest risk to to defining a successful retirement, not running out of money before you pass away. That's what we call a successful retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those risks that, uh, you know, I think more and more people are thinking about is is longevity. You know, we're, we're living longer. Technology, as far as allowing us to live longer, is getting better. People are taking better care of themselves. Maybe they're not drinking as much or smoking, things like that. So, you know, outliving your money, uh, folks back, you know, maybe it was your parents or grandparents, if they lived until they were, you know, 65 or 70, they were happy. 75 was great. Now we're seeing 90, 95 when we're planning for the most part. A lot of folks are, we're we're planning for age 95. So longevity, you got to make sure that your monies are going to be able to last you. You're going to be able to generate a sufficient income for a longer period of time and also market volatility. We got to make sure that we're able to generate that income and and potentially through some of these recessions, you know, when you're retired, we're going to see a recession or two recessions easy. So you got to be prepared for a lot of market volatility while you're still generating and pulling income out of your portfolio. I like that problem though. Longevity is a great problem to have. Oh no. How am I going to make it to age 110 without running out of money? I'd love to have that problem. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a great problem to have. None of us have a crystal ball, but let's hope we all can live in, you know, a healthy life until 95. It's funny. I meet, I meet with people from time to time and, and, and one, uh, lady, one client that I have, I mean, she basically was like, I'm not going to live. I don't want to live past 80. I've seen my relatives in their eighties and there's no possible way I want to live past that. I'm like, come on. We can, you know, you might be okay. That question again when you're 79. How about that? Yeah, right, right. And I'm sure you can hold it together. It's fine. You you can take some form of vitamins to help your brain and all of that stuff. Let's 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 at least plan for 90, right? Well, 79 and 11 months. Give me a call, and uh, we'll see if you've changed your tune a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Well, and I don't mean to be too reductive or hopeless, oversimplify it, but if you do the math, here's my assets. Here's how much money it's generating. If I can just live off that or maybe a slightly more than that, I won't cause a spin down before I die. Why don't people just set it, fix it and forget it? And why don't they do that instead of worrying about it every month? Uh, well, one of those things is, you know, kind of like having all of your eggs in one basket in a sense. Maybe maybe all your funds are in the market. And yes, you can generate or pull maybe 4% out of your portfolio. And the goal is you make 4% a year and you don't really have to touch principal. But we know that there's times of market volatility where your portfolio is going to be down more than that and you're still pulling out of your portfolio. We know there's going to be times where it's better um, and you're pulling that money's out, which which definitely helps. Um, but at the same time, when you're in a lower interest environment, 
uh, like we were basically the last decade, you couldn't go anywhere and get get like a guaranteed 4%. I mean, when CDs were paying you, you know, 1% for the year, it wasn't even worth putting money in in a CD. So people were forced to go into the market and buy stocks and buy bonds. And what is that? That's that's risk. You, you got risk there. So that's when you got to turn to maybe alternatives, looking at some other maybe life insurance. That way you can take out some of that market risk and, and try to average at least that 4% if that's in fact what you're pulling out of your portfolio. All right. We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696. So according to Fidelity, the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend more than $300,000 for health care across their retirements. And that's not even including long-term care. For people who ask about how do I keep healthcare from wrecking my retirement, what do you do for these people? Well, first, I work uh, very closely with uh, with an insurance specialist so she can sit down with you and basically say, look, what do you need? You know, what type of, uh, what type of health are you in? Uh, are you taking prescription drugs? If so, what kind? And she can really help you look at policies that will cover all of your needs. Now, with health uh, policies, you know, all of those uh, Medicare supplements and all of that stuff, I mean, there's just so many different kinds out there and everybody's needs are a little bit different. So sitting down with a professional that can really understand your needs and go over all of those, I feel is key. But at the same time, you need to invest and grow your assets in retirement and look at all of your different insurance options. So that's not just healthcare; That could be life insurance. That could be long-term care insurance. So all of these different things, uh, I mean, come into play when you're planning for retirement, you're planning for uh, longevity. And as you say, $300,000 in, he- in healthcare, that's not including long-term care. That is significant. That is significant in retirement. Well, and it's also the bad part about that is you can't control it. You can't control whether or not you get cancer. You can't control whether or not you get a heart attack. You can go jog, you can eat right, and you may delay a heart attack or you may have fewer heart attacks, but people who do everything right still have health problems. Absolutely. You get the bad roll of the dice or whatever it may be, genes, environment, whatever. So you're right. I mean, you can theoretically do everything right and still end up getting cancer or something like that. Or you can get in a bad car accident and all of a sudden, you know, you you need long-term care for 10 plus years and you're draining your, your accounts and maybe your spouse is still alive while, you know, all of your IRA assets are, are going towards your health care and then you pass away and leave your spouse nothing. So that's one of the reasons why you got to look in, all, you know, different insurances to, to make sure you can cover those gaps and, and making sure that you have a solid uh, health care plan as well in retirement. And those do, depending on, you know, your needs, they can be costly. I just sat down with a couple and their plans are to travel and basically travel international. They want to basically for the first five to 10 years of their retirement, they want to be gone. They want to come home, you know, for a month, regroup, and then go back and travel again. And if you want to make sure that you're covered in all of these different countries and all of that, you're going to need a solid health insurance plan. And that's why you need to sit down with a professional and just make sure that you have everything in order. Is there such thing as an international health plan where if I'm in Romania, I can just call them up and they'll cover the tab? Well, I don't know exactly how much they they will cover, but uh, definitely there's definitely health insurance out there that do cover more than others in other countries and and everything like that, for sure. That's crazy. All right. Uh, Another another big expense uh, that gets mentioned a lot on this show, and rightly so, is something I absolutely despise. It's called taxes. 
Yeah, you got to be careful with those taxes. We talk about it all the time. And that's going to play a huge role in your retirement. I, I ask folks this all the time. Where do you think taxes are going to be going? You know, Do you think they're going to be the same? Do you think they're going to be higher? Pretty much everybody says, hey, in the future, they're going to be higher. And we know the, the current federal tax brackets are set to sunset at the end of 2025. So we know if nothing else changes, taxes will be going up in 2025. So you need to be preparing for it. And a lot of folks have just been simply dragging their feet on this. That they're not doing Roth conversions. Uh, you know, basically taking money from your tax deferred accounts and putting them in your tax free accounts, allowing them to grow tax free. So in the future, you can withdraw off of those accounts tax free. That's going to be huge in retirement. And it, it, look, if you can't get all of your money in those tax free accounts, that's understandable. But at least create that tax free bucket so you can better control your overall taxes in retirement. Maybe you want to take a little bit out of your Roth account because you're getting close to a certain tax bracket in retirement. Uh, maybe you want to create an index universal life policy with cash value again, so you can withdraw tax free off of that. So taxes, taxes, taxes. We all can pretty much agree they're going up. Our debt is completely out of control. Everybody's spending. It's not slowing down anytime soon. And at some point, who's going to have to pay for all of this? It's going to be you. Well, and it really is that big of a deal because I have the the personal family friend. I don't want to say his name because he's a weatherman for years and years. He re retired a few years ago after reaching his goal of a million dollars in his IRA. And now that he's retired, he realizes he's only going to get about 700000 of that, actually. And he is livid. Yep. You got to plan for that. You got to plan for taxes to go up. And and who's this? I mean, he could be paying more. I mean, he thinks 700000 What if it's 600000 What if it's 500000 You know, you, you never know. So you got to plan for it. We don't know where taxes are going. You and I have no control over the future tax rates. That's the thing. If you can control things now, control what you can. And, you know, instead of just relying on whether it be politicians, whoever, who aren't going to be there to bail you out, you know, they're not going to be paying your bills when you're paying way too much in taxes because you waited and you thought you were going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Most of the time, that's just not the case. Required minimum distributions could be a problem in the future. What happens if you don't need that money and you're forced to withdraw out of those pre-tax accounts, those traditional IRAs and those 401ks, and you got to start paying the taxes and now it pushes you up into a higher tax bracket? You know, these are all the things that you got to start thinking about. Well, talk about the two fixes that you kind of casually mentioned here so far in the show. Number one, getting that money into a Roth IRA as opposed to a traditional IRA. That's going to be a, a, a tax a sweet tax deal as long as they don't touch that and change the rules on you. And then the other one you mentioned more obscure, I think most people don't know about this is your ability to get tax-free income from a universal life policy. Absolutely. And and again, the money that's in a Roth, if you have a million dollars in a Roth IRA, that's a million dollars of your money in a Roth IRA. If you have a million dollars in a traditional IRA, to your point earlier, it could be 700,000 that's yours, 300,000 that's the government. You know, so uh we don't know what's going to happen. I know they're always talking about Roth rules and this, that, and the other thing. Who knows? Again, we can't control what we can't control. We we know what we can do now, and let's let's just work with what we have now. Uh, the Roth is one of the most, if not the most, powerful accounts in retirement with that tax-free growth. Same thing with index universal life policies. Putting money into index universal life policy, if you happen to pass away, at least there's a nice death benefit that will go to your family or whoever you want that to go to completely tax-free. 
or maybe you want to take advantage of the cash value growth in there and take tax-free loans out maybe from age 70 to age 95 you're getting tax-free income uh you can always look at um uh, hsa health savings accounts those are going to be tax-free when you withdraw them for uh qualified health uh, expenses in retirement so putting monies into those if you're somebody maybe who's 50 years old now and you plan to retire at 62, you have 12 years to stuff away and max out into a, an HSA account. And now you at least have a pot of tax-free money that you can tap into in retirement, which is going to help at the end of the day when it comes to taxes and everything else. For 13 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come to the right decision for their financial plan, including what to do about taxes and inflation. So if you're retired or you're going to be retired in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 248-988-9696 and book your appointment or go right to our website at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Stop procrastinating. Pick up the phone. Call us, get your first appointment. It's complimentary. 248-988-9696. All right, coming up next, I'm going to ask Sean if there's such thing as underspending in retirement. That's next on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. You need to get a plan. You need to get a budget. And then we can start talking about how much in assets have you saved. And how can we generate sufficient income, nice and safe? You can set up a plan for that. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm his co-host, James Parker. And today we're outlining the different risks to your retirement income. We talked about outliving your savings, but there's a problem here that can go to the other side of the spectrum. If you're so worried about outliving your savings, could that cause you to underspend in retirement? Is that a thing, Sean? Underspending in retirement being a problem? It is. It definitely is. I try to encourage retirees, you know, and we put their plans together. We know that they're going to be able to spend a certain amount of money and be absolutely safe, no matter if we hit that, uh, the worst market, you know, in the next 30 years, we make sure we have it solved for that. So I really try to push them to spend because you do, you get a a lot of folks that are extremely conservative, they've done a fantastic job at savings throughout their working lives, but it's really hard for them to turn that switch and then start actually spending that money. Uh, so yeah, you got to push them a little bit and, you know, being too conservative, it, it can hurt you in multiple ways. It can hurt you because you're not living that retirement that you dreamt of because you're really just not spending enough money to, to do anything outside the home. And at the same time, it can hurt you if you're if you're not uh, basically investing that money to get proper growth off of it. If you just have it in a basic savings account and every year you're pulling off and it's dwindling down, well, uh, you know, why not get a little bit of growth? You could do that in, in a very safe, principal protected environment so you still don't have to worry about losing money in the stock market. But at least you're getting some growth to help offset all of the withdrawals that you're taking off of it. So underspending in retirement, it, you know, it just sounds goofy because when you're working, if you're spending less than you're bringing in, you're actually pulling off a feat that f few of us can do. I mean, this is a level of discipline that I seek to achieve. But yeah, you're you're pointing out some some interesting stuff. You know, if if you shut off your life, you don't have a social life because you know you don't want to spend a penny, and you have the pennies to spend. Now you're just hurting your your mental well being for no reason. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe you drop out of the country club, you know, to save money and you're no longer getting your exercise in. You're not walking the course or or whatever it may be. Uh, or, you know, you you stop that gym membership. You no longer want to pay that, that $150 a month for your gym membership. So you're, you're done. You're so concerned about, you know, running out of money. But that's one of the reasons why we put that plan together so we could show you, hey, you're going to be fine. You can spend much more than what you're spending. You're going to be okay. But it really can hurt you not only uh, in your retirement as far as just having fun, but mentally it can really really destroy you overall because you're penny pinching, you're, you're kind of, you kind of start becoming a little bit miserable in retirement because you're afraid to leave the house to spend any money. We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696, 248-988-9696, the website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Okay. For those of us who get to retirement and we've saved enough money that we don't have to worry about it, as long as we don't take any big losses, we'll be fine. Is there such thing as being too conservative with your savings in a situation like that? Yeah. I mean, there is. You you should have your money in some form or fashion for the, for the majority doing something, your money working for you. And that doesn't mean that every single dollar needs to be working for you. I get it. You want some safe money. You want, you know, some money in your savings account and everybody's going to be a little bit different, but you know, you can get too quickly and we know that money's really not meant for, for much growth there, if any, but for the most part, if you have several hundred thousands of dollars and you don't plan on touching it, it's just sitting there for no reason, then yes, you should have your money work for you. Inflation alone is going to eat it. You know what people really don't understand. Um, you know how important it is to just simply outpace inflation on its own. So every single year, you know, our, the dollar really is getting weaker and weaker overall. Yeah. Uh, so you want to at least try to grow it, and you can do that safe. You can do that. You know, you can look at CDs, things like that that are going to be FDIC insured. You can look at fixed or fixed index annuities. Again, those have state guarantees, principles protected. You can't lose due to market loss in those. Uh, barring against index universal life policies. Again, index universal life policies, you're not going to lose due to uh, all the market volatility. So those are things that to look at that you can keep it safe still, get some form of growth off of it, and you're not risking it you know, in the market. If that's something that you know, you do, you're not comfortable with is risking it in the market. Well, what if you're not interested in investing in the markets at all in retirement? What what are your other options? You mentioned a few like CDs and stuff. Yes, CDs, your fixed fixed index annuities, your different life insurance policies where you can grow some cash value in there and take advantage of those tax-free loans. Those are ones that, uh, you know, they come with guarantees, which are really nice and comfortable. You know your money's safe in there. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, if the stock market crashes, you know, 30 or, or 50%, like in the financial crisis that we had. Uh, so those are things where you can say, look, I want to grow my money, but I do not want it in the stock market. And that's okay. There's, there's, there's a lot of folks that, that do that. And then you have folks on the other side and they say, look, the stock market has done well, historically speaking, I'm comfortable with taking that, the ups and down risks of the market, but you just got to be careful. A lot of folks, they haven't heard of the lost decade. So basically, if you invested in the S&P 500 in 2000 and you looked at your statement in 2010, you didn't make any money if you didn't do anything. Um, so just think, if you're retired over that 10-year stretch and you're withdrawing because you need income to live in retirement and you're withdrawing off of those accounts, 
and they're not making any money, I mean, that's going to make a huge impact on your overall retirement and your portfolio. So you got to be careful of that as well. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit more about some of these less safe options. I'm not saying we recommend these definitely. I'm saying the stuff we don't recommend, but you see other people attempting or trying. Yeah, I, I have a lot of folks that that do well with, with rental income. They own several properties. Uh, one client I just met with owns uh, a, a few uh, rental uh, units and looking to purchase some more. And that's okay. He understands it. He understands you know, a good deal when he sees one as far as real estate goes. And for the most part, depending on where you buy real estate, you're going to get your appreciation there. There's other tax advantages when you buy real estate, depreciating it. So real estate does have quite a few tax advantages. Um, you, you can look at uh, real estate investment trusts. If you, if you personally don't want to just go buy personal real estate, um, you can look at real estate investment trusts. Those come in all forms of shapes and sizes. Some of them are illiquid in the sense where you can't really get to your money or you can get to a portion when they say, so you got to be careful on those as well. Um, but they do have some that trade in the market um, that are liquid. Uh, you could be maybe a silent investor in a startup company. Uh, maybe you have an Airbnb, things like that, that are, you know, they're, they're alternatives, you, you know, but they, they do come uh, with risk. Yeah. Rental income, you having rentals, that, that sounds like a job more than an investment. Yeah, it, it absolutely can be. And the, the per, actually, the person that I was talking about, he that's the way he's looking at it is it's going to be his part-time job. He, he, he enjoys doing it. Now, some folks that I know, they hire a management company that basically, and they're going to be different, but uh, they basically take 10% of their, their uh, monthly uh, rent income uh, for their form of payment if you kind of want to be a more hands-off person when it comes to that. But yeah, if you, if you want to, you know, rent or several of your properties out and, and you don't want to hire anybody, yeah, it's going to be some form of a, of a part-time job. For 13 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process called the Mueller Map so they would come to the right decision for their financial plans, including what to do about those taxes and inflation. If you're retired or you're going to be retired in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now, 248 988 9696 or go to our website at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and book your appointment today. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. In a financial rut, think you're paying too much in taxes or maybe you find yourself taking care of others before you can save for your own goals. Call Mueller Retirement Planning today, 248-988-9696. That's 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you gonna do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. 
To get your Retire Right pack, text Right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting Right to 248-988-9696. That's Right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, that's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. It's like when people start exercising with the first of the year, they make it like the first week or two, and then uh, they basically give up. Yep, I'm one of those people. I'm a quitter. At least you know that about yourself. I do, I do. I'm a self-aware quitter. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and we have a list here. I love these lists. People say they don't like lists. Yeah, you do. You people click on them. I see what you're doing over there, and they make great radio segments because this is, this is a nice, succinct, compact way for people who are in that sort of retirement red zone, the five to 10 years out from retirement. These are the things that they need to be look, thinking about right now. And we have the top five list of the, the top five things to avoid when you retire from lovetoknow.com. All right, Sean, hit me with number five. All right. So that would be enjoy retirement, but don't be undisciplined. So basically enjoy your time, but keeping some sort of structure or routine that's going to help you mentally and physically. So if, you, if, you, if you're not disciplined in retirement, and look, we're not saying you got to wake up every day at the exact same time. That's why you're retired. Maybe you want to sleep in a little bit, but have some sort of structure so you don't feel lost in retirement. Has it been your observation that most people in retirement still set an alarm clock? You know, I, in my experience, they haven't to my, to my knowledge when I speak to them. Uh, I think, but I, I think they're on such a routine. They kind of go to bed at the same time and naturally wake up at the same time without really having an alarm clock. That's wild. See, now, when I saw number five, enjoy retirement, but don't be undisciplined, I thought you, as the financial advisor with your spreadsheet brain, would come in and, and give me a lesson about, you know, don't stray out of your budget. There's always going to be an excuse to splurge or get a big gift for your grandkids or p pick up the check when everyone goes out to eat. But you need to be disciplined and stay within, you know, just the math of your budget or you're going to have negative consequences. I, I I was impressed that you went to the the mental and physically disciplined first. And yeah, I mean, even though you have a budget, I like when we're building these plans to to fit in those times where, hey, you want to go above and beyond that budget uh, for the year or, or, or just on a monthly basis, for instance. I don't want you to have to stick, hey, I'm not picking up this dinner because Sean said I got to stay within this every single month. I want to build it so you have a little flexibility there. Yeah, I've noticed when I try and make a budget for myself, though, the one that always gets drained when something else goes over is the entertainment budget, you know, because you can't you can't make up any the difference on the electric bill or on your mortgage mm -hmm. or on your insurance or all these other things that are, are, are taking a bite out of your check. It's the entertainment budget where uh, the problems come from and also that bears the brunt of uh, previous indiscretions. And things are getting so expensive. Just going to a restaurant nowadays, it's crazy. Maybe you, you like to have a couple of drinks and, and an appetizer and it's you and your spouse. 
it's expensive. So, but you're right. Yeah, that's uh, that's a budget that that's the first to go. Number four, we're going through the list of things to avoid you when you retire. Number four is don't immediately downsize your home. And I think that that adverb is everything. It, it doesn't say don't downsize your home. It says don't immediately downsize your home. Yeah, don't do everything all at once. You're quitting your job. You're you're coming up with a new routine. Uh, you're trying to, and then you add in, hey, we, we're going to sell our home and downsize. You're trying to add all of this overwhelming things happening all at one time. Uh, that will create extreme anxiety and, and that goes to your mental health. So, you know, let's just do one thing at a time and, and really think about how you want your future to look. I know a lot of folks, they come in and, and they sit down and they go, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to downsize. And I'm, I always ask them, okay, well, have you given it thought as far as, you know, do your grandchildren, if you have them, do they live out of state? If your uh, uh, son or daughter come in with your grandchildren, will they be able to stay with you comfortably? Is this something that you want? So, you know, start to think about all of that stuff in instead of just going, hey, I'm going to immediately downsize my home. Right. And another thing about that is I, I just I despise moving. It is such it's it's laborious. It's tedious. It's boring. It's exhausting. You have to stay up late. You have to pack. You know, your fingers get all dry from doing the boxes. Your back hurts from carrying them. You got to go rent a U-Haul, and now I got to drive this big monster. It's it's a it's a pain. You just use laborious. Yeah, that's my wife's uh, second favorite word. <laughs> that's a big word. Good job. You fit it in perfectly. Root word. Like, how about this? Moving is is very taxing physically. There you go. There you go. I like that. All right, rolling through the list on the top five things to avoid when you retire. Number three says, don't neglect your estate planning, Sean. Yeah, uh, and most folks do that. They come in, I ask them, hey, do you got a trust or a will? And these are folks that are in their early 60s and, and later, and they don't even have a will in place. So you better make sure that your estate plan's properly in place. And, and a lot of folks don't even think about like uh, durable and healthcare power of attorneys because, yeah, if you have a spouse, your spouse can step up and, and do that. But if you don't and you don't have a durable or a healthcare power of attorney, how are your, your bills going to get paid if you can't do it? Um, if you're uh, in a coma or something like that, don't you want uh, somebody to be able to make those decisions for you on whether or not you want your life to, to, to proceed or at some point, you know, you have somebody that just got to call it for you. So it doesn't just come into, do you have a trust or do you have a will? Do you have these power of attorneys in place? And let's make sure everything is titled properly. I unfortunately have a client and uh, on their accounts outside of our facility here, they never updated any of their beneficiaries or anything. And uh, a couple of the, or their, their wife had passed away and he thought he had put a uh, his trust on his contingent beneficiary never did. And it just caused a, a whole chain effect. It, it was, it, it's, it's a nightmare for his daughter was trying to get all of this stuff in order and it just, it, it's just unnecessary. So make sure that all of your beneficiaries are up to date. And if it's like a once a year thing where you just sit down and say, look, I just want to take a look and make sure, you know, I have the right beneficiaries and things might change in your life. Uh, you, you might, Stop, stop talking to somebody you wanted to at one time give them money. So you might want to update that. So just make sure that all your beneficiaries are up to date as well. 
Yeah, I, I like the uh, guidance that uh, my estate planning attorney, when I set mine up, he said, if anything changes on your family tree, then mm -hmm. you need to revisit your estate plan. So if anybody is new is born, you have a new grandchild, great grandchild, uh, if anybody passes away, you know, above you in the line or below you in the line, uh, marriage, divorce, anything that affects that tree is pretty much the, the time when you need to at least take a look at your estate planning. And uh, I think a lot of people don't. Yeah, don't guess. A lot of folks just go, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that I have my beneficiaries up to date. Don't, don't be pretty sure. Be absolutely sure. All right, number two on the list of the top five things to avoid when you retire. By the way, that's Sean Mueller of Mueller Retirement Planning. I'm James Parker, and this is Retire Right. But number two, don't be afraid to try new things. What do you think this one means, Sean? Because that's pretty vague. Yeah, well, you might find a new passion that gives meaning and purpose to your retirement years. You finally have the time to do these things maybe you didn't while you were working and raising a family and all of that. So don't just get set in your ways. You know, maybe go and uh, do that yoga or Pilates class. It might be, uh, you might actually enjoy it or or go to that art class. So just try different things because, uh, you know, by learning new things, it's helping your brain continue to grow and expand. It's something that we don't want to lose. If you're just sitting home, you're not doing anything, or you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, and your brain really doesn't have to think about what you're doing, not good for your brain, not good for your overall mental health, and kind of leads into your physical health as well. So go try those new things, and, and you might surprise yourself. Well, when I saw number two on the list, don't be afraid to try new things, I thought about my mom. She is like a month or so away from retiring. She has always said that she wanted to learn piano, but she's been busy and then she had a family and then she had kids. And even though she literally took me and my sister to piano lessons when we were kids, she didn't have time for herself to learn, even though there's a piano in the dining room the entire time. Uh, well, I think this she's going to be out of excuses now, and I'm going to try and lean on her because I think she would love to take piano lessons and try something new like that and uh she'd be very glad a few months down the road that after she does it i do you know any instruments you want to play any instruments you seem like a drum guy to me uh no i can play piano i can play guitar i do own a drum set but that's just kind of casually i don't have enough friends to make a band so i end up having to play everything myself playing instruments so hard i give everybody props i many years ago out of 15 20 years ago i i bought an acoustic guitar told myself i was going to learn to play and uh, after a couple of times, I was like, man, I'm really going to have to dedicate hours and hours and hours to this thing. So I was like, yeah, I've got other passions. Well, I, I bet you're really good with the spreadsheet. And that is far more valuable than acoustic guitar, you know, and when you apply it to real life. Yeah. So maybe in retirement, I will pick up a new hobby and try new things. And I'll try and do some tax planning. No, that's great. Number one on the list here, Sean, for the top five things to avoid when you retire, don't let loneliness creep into your life. Ooh, yeah, you don't want to be lonely in retirement. AARP says 45% of Americans over the age of 65 are divorced, separated, or widowed. So find ways to connect with other people. Earlier today, we were talking about those senior facilities. It's a good way to meet new people. They have uh, maybe uh hobbies like yourself so uh that that could be one going to different social networks uh is is another way so don't be afraid to meet new friends i know folks say i don't need any more friends or i don't need any new friends hey reach out in retirement don't just sit around and be with your thoughts meet someone new 
they can teach you some things. Yeah, put a little structure in it too. Don't be that weirdo that keeps talking to me when I'm walking down the middle of the mall. You know, some guy, he, he wants to talk to somebody. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be that guy. You're probably not going to have many friends at that point. All right, tell them about Mueller Retirement Planning, Sean. Yeah, so uh, for 13 years, we've been walking our clients through a thought-out process called the Mueller Map, and we're going to help you making those right decisions with your financial plans, and we're taking a look at your taxes, inflation, uh, Social Security timing, uh, market volatility, creating pensions for yourself, you name it. So if you're retired or going to be retired within the next five years, we want you to pick up the phone and give us a call at 248-988-9696 or go to MuellerRetirementPlanning.com, book your first appointment. We'd love to see you in office. We are here in Southfield, Michigan, just south in 696 off of Evergreen Road in the Atrium Building. It's right across from the Southfield Public Library. We do Zoom meetings as well, but we'd like to see you in person. I, I like that feeling. So pick up the phone, give us a call. We want to see you. Uh, as early as Monday. All right, that's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. I'm James Parker. This has been Retire Right. Please remember that converting an employer plan account to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. Increased taxable income from the Roth IRA conversion may have several consequences, including, but not limited to, a need for additional tax withholding or estimated tax payments, the loss of certain tax deductions and credits, and higher taxes on Social Security benefits and higher Medicare premiums. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principal. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.